You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When did you realize, like, wait, my arm is special? Like, when did you go, wait, my arm's next level here? So I, I didn't. I realized I had a, always had a strong arm because of baseball. Yeah. I remember when I was young, like playing t-ball, they would have to. They tell me I would have to roll at the first base right. because I would throw it too hard. <laughs> and so that's so why I played up. All, all, obviously, and, and but still, even with the kids up, I was still having to like skip it across the diamond. And my dad used to get all mad about it. I, when I got in high school, I think when I realized I was really good at football was that junior year. Um, I kind of was still playing, just freelancing, um, playing it like a baseball player would. Um, and I ended up uh, going out, and we, we beat a lot of our rivals and got made a little run in the playoffs. So I was like, I can, I can do this football thing. So junior year, that's when it kind of started to take off. And then that's how you ended up at Texas Tech because, you know, I'm a Longhorn. Yeah, I, don't no, know if no. I like you all that much No, I, I, I visited Texas. You did? I, they, I, that's when I was still playing safety. They looked at me at safety, and I was like, man, I'm not a great tackler, so that's not going <laughs> to be the way I go. Wow, imagine that alternate universe where Patrick Mahomes is a defensive back. Fortunately, it didn't work out. You think a few like colleges misevaluated well his you. talents there? <laughs> yeah, I'd right. say somebody I'd say somebody got a little bit wrong. Right. I think it was a good interview. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I will. Thank you. Thank I promise. you. Just another week That's in the why. Chris Sims life last week. Just, you know, Mahomes, Michigan. Harbaugh, Tarika, just, you know, rubbing shoulders with the elite of the elite around the country in football. <laughs> That's why he wasn't here last Monday or Tuesday. It was a crazy week. You've got Mahomes' interview. Then you're back here to schlep it with me for a couple of days. Right. And then you go to the big house, not, not the jail, but the actual stadium for the Michigan game with East Carolina working with Mike Tirico in the same booth. Now, look, I, I saw a picture of you and Tirico in the booth. Yeah. I just want to file a formal complaint. Right. Because you and I have stood side by side before, and you are a giant, and I am not. And they either made you look like not a giant, or they made Tirico look like a giant. <laughs> but I don't get any of that when it's me and you. No. I don't get any of that. No. Well, I'm I'm standing there looking like Jack at the bottom of the beanstalk. So I don't know if Mike – and I love Mike Tirico, and he knows how big you are. He's self-aware of that. I don't know if he's standing on the hood of a car or what. <laughs> but that, I don't know what they did. Uh, but I want some of that for me. <laughs> I never get that. 
when I'm standing next to you, well, Jolly we, Green Giant. We barely ever stand next to each other, so that's one thing, right? I mean, we're usually always sitting down. That's rehearsal right there, right? So, yeah, I, I can't speak to the things that were done to make that look you know, more <laughs> even in height. All right. That's not what I'm here to do. All right. Either way. And it's not that much short. You are a giant. That's the reality. It, it is the you reality. Be mad Thank because you. it, it undersells what a giant you are. Well, one, I'm just, I'm impressed that you, you knew that you saw the picture. You paid attention. Did you watch any of me? Did you watch the game at all? That all? Did you watch me and Tariko? Every second, every second, <laughs> You're so- every snap. I can't get enough. I can't get enough of East Carolina and Michigan. <laughs> uh, you're funny. You're such a jerk. Yeah, well, we did have a good time. It was a good game. It is cool, right, to see Michigan. To me, I mean, you, you know, Mike, the history there, it's, it's really kind of one of the birthplaces of college football, or at least its early histories, right? The fight song, the uniform, the big house, the school, all of that. All really cool. And then, hey, you know, you always love when, you know, you become a, a social media, like, you know, uh, laugh during a game, too. I mean, did you, you see that at all? See, that's how I know you didn't pay attention at all. Did you see our sign behind us? You know, we have Big Saturday Big on turd. Peak. Yeah. Big turd. Big turd. Big turd <laughs> cock is what it is. Okay. That's where we went here. Oh, you stop. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm just reading the no, words wait. on the screen. That's I, all I'm I, doing. I, I, to- <laughs> I told you beforehand. To my amazement, I was alerted this morning by one of our loyal viewers in the UK that we are live, live on Sky Sports amazing. Action, which at some point this week morphs into Sky Sports NFL for the entire season. Live Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, unless and until somebody wakes up and realizes what they have done. So I'm not personally guaranteeing we're going to make it through the week, especially with starts like this. But somehow, some way, someone decided that for the return of football, for at least the first week, yeah, we get the live spot. We get it. Yeah. What's and up? And I'm not saying anything negative or pejorative about any other shows that might be live at the same time, that might be on at the same time we are, that might have traditionally been squatting in the live spot. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is we got it this week. We'll see how long it lasts. Because there was a time, I think it was last year, and you know the, the years just kind of all blend together. But I think there was a time last year where someone led me to believe that we were going to be live all season long. And I don't know if somebody somewhere got a little upset with the fact that a different show was getting bumped out of the live spot and some maybe phone calls were made and some text messages were sent. And the next thing you know, we're not live anymore. So I just assume that's going to happen again. We're going to be live until somebody somewhere with some actual power sees it, notices it, gets pissed off about it. Sorry, London. And then says, oh, no, 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 no. Those two bozos can't be live. Those two morons can't be live. We just can't allow that. So let's enjoy it while it lasts. Okay, we'll enjoy it. I, I, we're, we're, we're staying on this time. I mean, we're, we're, we're too strong on Sky Sports in the U.K. I mean, they got our back now. I, I don't think they'll, they'll – they'll, Put up with us being put on the back burner again for some other show 
uh, that you know might be live other than us. But I'll watch it. I'll watch one, it a little thing, bit. I won't thing. say too many swears or get them too angry or get us canceled too quickly here. One thing that helps our cause this year, yeah. and I don't know that I've officially announced this yet, and I don't even know that you're aware of it, but this year, because over the past few years, it's been, hey, who are you going to have on Monday? It was Mike Golick. It's Miles Simmons. Sources close to me tell me that this year, every Monday, we won't be standing next to each other, so I won't need a car hood to, to get on top of, but we will be sitting next to each other, and you'll be in a position to put that big-ass meat hook all over me. You and me, live, every Monday. You know it. I'm from I'm doing it. Studio 6. That's right. Studio 6, right. Stanford, Connecticut. Me and my buddy, all right? Mo- Monday mornings talking ball. I couldn't do it anymore. Every Monday. Who cares? Like, you know, I'm going to do my podcast late on Sunday nights. I, the Monday show's yeah. too damn good. So, yeah, I'm not going to get a lot of sleep, but it's going to be you and me. See, and uh, I'm, I am excited for that. When I heard that, number one... You're no longer going to do the post-game show, which is going to originate from the site, which makes sense. That's right. where the post-game show should be, at the site. Perfect. I'm thinking, ah, I'm going to get Christopher back on Mondays. And then I hear you're taping your podcast on Sundays. Like, oh, boy, and I know what's going to happen next. Monday's show is going away. And uh, so um, – I'm here. At least for you. Monday, you wouldn't Tuesday. Be back, but you're back. You're yeah. going to do it. You're going to tough it out. You're I gonna, am. You're going to go home and you're going to sleep. But that's the other side of this. You're only doing three days a week. You're only doing three days a week. So yeah. the, once the folks at Sky realize that, they may have second thoughts about it. And apparently we're told that for the foreseeable future, that's what the, that's what the message is from Sky. We will be on live for the foreseeable future, which means until someone somewhere with enough power and influences notice notices what they've done and says get those get those idiots off and put the other show back on live please <laughs> just put them in the afternoon like they used to be the other thing i've noticed too about sky lately and maybe this will change once there's more nfl related programming they've been playing our show like two or three times a day so it's not they, just they like whenever us. we're normally on like we're on overnight so if somebody can't sleep we can help put them to sleep at 3 a.m or something like that so yeah um anyway Wait, so you know enjoy, i did do three days while it lasts. i did three days last year during the season you know that right that wasn't I know. okay I, know. I wasn't sure if you were like because Wait. you didn't do monday i didn't do monday because you right didn't do monday so now i'm gonna I do monday back on monday i'm also gonna do tuesday tuesday so we can react to monday night show and then of course tuesday's such a great show all the time right because things that we didn't get to unpack about sunday's game and a few other storylines pop out so wednesday's the day i'm gonna miss all right, the Wednesday's kind of I that know. middle day. I'm of aware. The week. I know. Good. I'm glad. I wasn't sure. Last week you went on a rant saying you were the last to find find out things sometimes, and you kind of got. I know. You kind of got mad at the start of a show, so I'm trying to let you know right now. <laughs> hey, um, no, I'm I'm aware of that one. They did tell me about that All one, right, and I good. think they told me about that one after I blew a gasket last week. That I'm always the last one to find out what the plans are for things because <laughs> I hadn't asked. I didn't want to jinx it. I was holding out hope, fingers crossed. Just, uh, you know, because nobody had said anything about Monday. I'm thinking I'm not going to I'm not going to raise it. I'm just going to wait. They'll tell me at the appropriate time. I'm going to be here either way. I can work with anybody. Whether anybody can work with me is a different issue. But I'll, I'll deal with whoever we have. But I was hoping that that you would be back for Mondays. And I was told at some point in the past, I don't know, a week or so that you'll be back. But but only three days. Miles Simmons Wednesdays, Peter King's Fridays. 
and off we go. We're the two best buddies that anybody could have. We're the two best buddies that anybody could have. (laughs) So uh, it's good. You had a big week. The the last week before football is back, for you, football is back because you were at a game in that environment with that energy, with Mahomes. Yeah. Huge week. And you turned 47 last week. So happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. We didn't get a chance to talk about that very much. How oh. old are you? 42? 43. 43, right? You know, so yeah, my, my wow. birthday was a little quick last week because of the, the crazy week. But nonetheless, it was cool. Yeah, I had a great weekend. Just at least, you know, I got home. Uh, late Saturday night, but Sunday was good. Yesterday, mom and dad come up. They hadn't seen me since the birthday. And that's, I'm glad you brought me here because I, I, I know I sent the, the group a text that I think, I think Courtney and Kristen in the back got the, the picture ready. But how about that yesterday? So you get the birthday card. Mom and dad are always awesome, right? And my mom, you know, even to this day, still puts cash in the card right in there like I, like I need it. But, uh, and I take it nonetheless. But look at my dad here. To Christopher, happy birthday. He writes Phil Sims. Like, I didn't know his last name. You know, like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for writing your autograph on my card. And then writes, and then my mom writes food because there's a stain on the bottom left, as you see. Because I guess when he was eating his third meal of the day yesterday at 12.15 in the afternoon, he was eating chicken meatballs, and he spilled that on the card as he was signing it. So just a lot of great classic Phil Sims things right there on that one. <laughs> I, I think it's good that they took the time to make sure they resolved any mystery as to what the stain on the card <laughs> exactly. was. Because without that notification, your mind may have wandered as to all sorts of things it could have been. Who knows what it might have been? It's food. They at least let you know that. And it is good to know that your dad signs family cards, Phil Sims, not dad, <laughs> Phil Sims. He should have. I don't know why he didn't write, like, thing, you know, number 11, New York Giants, Super Bowl MVP. I don't know oh, why he didn't finish it all off. <laughs> I, I wanted the full Lawrence Taylor inscription all the way down to a bad mother, you know what, yeah, as right, Lawrence right. Taylor does, which gave me an idea. Wouldn't that be a great way to sign things? I think Lawrence Taylor's ahead of the game. I think that we should all consider some sort of profane message as our signature, just the flourish at the end. Let's, let's ponder the various possibilities as we go through the remainder of the show. All right, so I think we've covered everything we need to cover. It's good that we'll have you on Mondays. It's good that we're live on Sky for the foreseeable future, and we're always live on Peacock. We're always live on Sirius XM 85, and we're always available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, people see the clips of the show all throughout PFT and all over the place, YouTube and whatnot. I, there was a push, and I don't know where it stands. People want the full show on YouTube, but I think it has a it's like a peacock thing where they want to have the rights to the full show. They don't want to put the full show on YouTube, but most of the clips of the show are available on YouTube, so you can see anything you miss there as well, at least anything important. And what we're about to get to is fairly important. Michael David Smith, the managing editor at PFT, he's been with us forever. We constantly communicate via text message, he and I and the rest of the writers. And we, we follow everything so specifically as the stories happen. We really take a step back, Chris, and say, big picture, like, what's going on? Right. And he made the point yesterday, like, football's back. First game's in two days. First full Sunday is five days away. And two of the best players in the NFL are under contract and not with their teams. 
Two of the best players in the entire league. Nick Bosa of the 49ers, the reigning defensive player of the year, and Chris Jones of the Chiefs, who finished third in the defensive player of the year voting. They are under contract, final years of their contracts, respectively, and they're not with their teams. And I don't know why it really isn't a bigger deal. Now, I don't watch other shows. I don't listen to other stuff. But I can just tell from the stuff that makes its way to me, it really isn't being treated as the five-alarm fire that it should be. And I think there's just this undercurrent of a presumption that they're just going to come waltzing in this week, that either a deal's going to get done or they're going to cave and they're going to be there. It's getting a little late in the day. Even if they show up right now, is Chris Jones going to be ready to play Thursday night? Is Nick Bosa going to be ready to go in Pittsburgh on Sunday? No. Not not at their best and susceptible to injury potentially. Definitely. So it's it's starting to feel like week one – even if they show up right now, right. week one's not in the cards for either or both guys. Yeah, no, it is shocking, Mike. I'm with you there. I, I think I'm I'm probably more shocked even at the Nick Bosa situation than even the Chris Jones situation, right? Nick Bosa, I mean, we know it's the end of the lifeline of his rookie contract. I mean, this has been on the horizon for a year and a half. The fact that, you know, we're sitting here – uh, you know, five days out from from their first football game, it is shocking. I don't know why it's not as big a story. The 49ers are so good. Maybe we all, and same with the Chiefs, maybe we just look at it like, hey, they're good, but they'll be able to make do without those guys for a little bit. Maybe there's something there. The Chris Jones one I'm not as shocked by. I thought it'd be done by now, but, you know, it's a little bit of a, a, a different situation, the Bosa situation, but still, yeah, these are game-changing players like you've talked about. And two teams where the Chiefs play in Detroit, hungry, on the scene, here we go, we can make a statement. And we've talked about the Steelers, they look hungrier than anybody in preseason, ready to make a statement. You'd like to have Nick Bosa there for that. So that, that's where, yeah, it's, it makes the matchups uh, this Sunday and Thursday night a little different without those guys. Is there such a thing as a traveler, not a Delta? Because we know on one flight, Mike N8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I'm going to alert the control room to the fact that I want to start with Bosa, even though Bosa's behind Jones in the yeah. rundown. Because I think Bosa is easier to address, and then we can set that aside and focus on Jones. Because it is two different issues. Bosa is in the fifth and final year of his rookie contract as a first-round pick. He right. has not yet gotten a second contract. Chris Jones is in the last year of his second contract, so it's a different dynamic for him than it is for Bosa. With Bosa, I think what makes this surprising for everyone, I go all the way back to when he was a rookie because his brother Joey held out deep, deep, deep into training camp preseason over whatever you can haggle about as a first-round pick, and there isn't a whole lot, but he did, and he took a hard line, and he didn't blink, and I thought, oh, Nick's going to do the same thing, which is fine, but if that's the way you do it, that's the way you do it. Well, it, it happened quickly with Nick, and then after year three, when the window opens on a long-term contract, given the injury that he suffered, the torn ACL his second year, I thought last year is when Bosa would take the stand and say, right. I want mine now, and would potentially hold out to get his. And when he didn't, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is just different. He's wired differently than his brother. Right. He's not going to draw that hard line. He's not going to send the message he's willing to miss games. Because as we've said time and again, they use their love of the sport against them. The owners use the fact that the players want to play against them. And they don't make the offers that maybe the players would happily accept because they want to play. Here we are, though. Nick Bosa sending the loud and clear message. And I think the 49ers underestimated his result. Yeah. And underestimated how strongly he wants what he wants. And they thought he would blink by now. This is all about, as we get to midnight, the two sides finding a middle ground. And the fact that they haven't tells me Bosa has a position that he's not budging from. The 49ers have a position that they're not budging from, and now they're just going to wait each other out. And if it, if it doesn't get done by Sunday, they're going to wait each other out for week two, and then week three, and then week four. And just like Chris Jones, Bosa would show up week eight. That's how you get credit for the contract year and push everything to next year when he would be franchise tagged. And by next year, they would know this guy's serious if he misses the first seven games of the 2023 season. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It, it's serious now. They know they got to know it's serious the, the second. You know, we, we hit on this a little last week, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not shocked that this went deep into training camp. I'm not. You know, what one, you, you explained it, right? Joey Bosa, the you know, Nick, the, the father, was an ex-NFL football player. Anybody you talk to that knows the Bosa family will tell you that, you know, they're, they're, they're business savvy. They are that way. And, yeah, they're, they're willing to, you know, draw a line in the sand and say, no, this is where it is and we're not crossing. And then let alone the, the agent that represents the Bosas, he's known to be a little bit of a stickler, drives a hard bargain, whatever. He's not going to let any detail go, you know, unnoticed or whatever his client's asking for. it. So I don't think it's shocking that way. Am I shocked it's to this point right now? Yes, I am, right? I can even speak. I don't think I'm speaking out of, my, out of turn here, and, and I might have said this a little bit last week, but I don't think Shanahan, you know, Kyle Shanahan was not shocked uh, that Nick Bosa wasn't there the first two, three weeks of training camp. I remember before training camp him kind of telling me he didn't think he was going to see him for a little while, and that was fine. He knew he was going to be in shape. And he even said, there's a part of me that's glad he's not there right off the bat because he'll have a new contract and he'll want to prove to everybody he's the man and he'll be running around like a psycho and going crazy. 
But at the same time, I bet you as they got towards the end of preseason, knowing my friend, he started to go, wait, what the, where, what, what is going on? And that's where he probably started to now ask John Lynch, where are we at with this? Where is this going? Right? And I, I think that's where they're, they're probably shocked. But uh, I think they were aware of the Bosa's and their mindset when it comes to this type of stuff. But, yeah, I don't even think they expected it to be this close to week one, Mike. Well, and not a whole lot has come out about what the issues are. I yeah. saw something over the right. weekend about a $4 million per year gap. But it's it's always more than money. It's structure. It's what's going to be guaranteed. Exactly. You know, the, the Signing bonuses. have a certain right. way. They have a certain way of doing things where, remember, April 1 was always such a key date. That's when guarantees become fully vested, which give them that window every year to make a decision after the season ends. Are we going to continue this relationship before the guarantees become fully vested on April 1? A lot of teams will will make money guaranteed right out of the gates, but the future guarantees, the best contracts – the future guarantees, like the guarantees for 2024, vest in 2023. The guarantees for 2025 vest in 2024. Some teams hold a hard line on, I want to be able to pull the plug each and every year. Like we saw the Raiders do with Derek Carr. His guarantees beyond 2022 vested in February of 2023. They had a small window to cut him, and they did before the guarantees became fully vested. So, that may be one of the issues because the 49ers always want to have that freedom. But the bottom line is Nick Bosa's dug in. The 49ers are dug in. And Bosa knows the cost of this. Right. He knows what the fines were, and they became very expensive. You ultimately, for missing preseason games as a player with the fifth-year option, you lose a game check. The fine is the amount of a regular season game check for each preseason game you miss. The difference is – his fines can be waived, and they presumably will be when they finally reach a bottom-line agreement. Yes. They're not done with Nick Bosa. Right. They don't want to agitate him to the point where he wants out. Exactly. But he's dug in, and he knows the cost of missing games, and he's willing to go without roughly a million dollars a game. He's due to make $17 million or so this year on his fifth-year option. For the 49ers, we don't know the cost. Put up their schedule, please. They start with the Steelers. They've got two of the games that are – among the easiest on their schedule in the first four weeks. They see the Rams and they see the Cardinals. And let's face it, as the 49ers schedule goes, Rams and Cardinals, probably four wins this year unless there's some sort of any given Sunday upset. But they play the Giants also in the first four weeks. So that's a recipe for 4-0 if Nick Bose is there. Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals. They should start 4-0 if Nick Bose is there. If he's not there... I don't know what's going to happen. And if you turn one of those wins into a loss, Chris, that's something that can echo into January. Because you can't change that no matter what your team is, no matter what it's done, no matter how good it is, when the regular season ends, those losses in September factor into the final standings and one loss that could have slash should have slash would have been a win that could be the thing that's the difference between one seed and two seed. So you got to go back to Philly for the NFC Championship instead of having the Eagles come to you. That And it's it's too vague, and it's more dotted line than straight line, but that's the risk they're taking. If you don't have one of your best players, arguably your best player on the field in Pittsburgh or against the Giants, 4-0, and 
becomes three and one, worst case scenario, two and two. And those two losses, those two losses are an anchor on your final record as you're trying to compete with the Eagles or whoever else emerges this year, who knows who it's going to be to be the one seed in the NFC. Yeah, no, I mean, you said it right. I mean, you look at it, the 49ers that Bose is out there, it's it's not crazy to say and go, oh, they're more talented, like, clearly than the first four teams they play. Yeah, it, it's, it's a little closer with the Steelers and Giants, but you're right. Those are going to be tough games. I mean, they're going to be toss-up games. It's week one. It's at Pittsburgh. You know, we talked about the Steelers, the way they look. They, they look better than anybody in preseason football. They're ready to go. They knew who was coming to town. So they've been preparing for this. And they know that the 49ers are really good. And I think, too, you know, what also is a little scary about the situation, the 49ers, as, as we all know, that follow the sport, it's one of the best rosters in football. But the end, it, it's, their team is not just robust at that position, and there's some unproven commodities and some questions there. First off, yeah, no Nick Bosa. Hey, they lost Charles Amenio. Uh, excuse me, I always say his name wrong. Texas DN, he went to Kansas City. He's actually, you know, suspended for the first game or two. They don't have him. Sans, Samson Ekubon left in free agency and got signed by the Indianapolis Colts. He's not there. Yeah, they got Drake Jackson. It's year two for him at a USC. But, yeah, that's not the same look there. And and their team is, is built around this defensive line and their ability to dominate. Yeah, they're a different team when you think, whoa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa. That's where you go, well, well one of them are one-on-one. Somebody's going to lose, right? And that's, that's the problem they were about to possess to teams here early on in the year. But now, yeah, that's not going to happen. And we'll see where it goes. And, Mike, I'm with you in the fact of something you brought up early on where I get scared when it gets this late in the game, too, is that, yeah, like I'd almost go, if either one of them walked into camp right now, I'd go, so what? Don't play them this week. It's not worth it now. What? To get them hurt and then they're not back till week five and then they're trying to get in shape for that? It's like we're at a point now where it's like, no, just you're, you got to get them ready for a little bit down the road. And uh, But it, it, it's shocking. It really is with, with both situations. Not ready for game speed not practicing with the team. I don't care how hard you work out on your own. It's never the same as the kind of training you get when you're competing against NFL caliber athletes on a regular basis. You have soft tissue things that can happen because you're maybe exerting yourself more strongly than you have, more suddenly than your body is used to, and the next thing you know, you got a hamstring pull, you got a calf pull, and you're down for a month or longer. Or just because you're not back in that mindset of how fast everything happens, you make one bad step, and you have something more serious than a hamstring pull or a calf pull. So that's part of this as well. And that's why whenever this this log jam breaks for Nick Bosa and for Chris Jones, there needs to be a good plan for getting Definitely. these guys ready and up to speed. Definitely. Which this all goes back to both teams, I think, underestimating the resolve of the players. And – I wrote something about this yesterday. You know, we rarely see a guy under contract hold out into the season. Rarely. Cam Chancellor did it for the Seahawks in 2015. Missed two games, gave up, came back. Melvin Gordon, 2019, with the Chargers. Missed four games, gave up, came back. 
Now, Le'Veon Bell 2018 with the Steelers is different because he wasn't under contract. Yeah. He just refused to accept his franchise tag, sat out the whole year. But there's two guys over the last eight years, two guys who did it. Now we got two guys doing it this year, two of the best defensive players in football doing it this year. And you've got Jonathan Taylor, who is essentially holding out with the Colts. Essentially, they believe he could play. Ankle has pain. They're not going to force him to play. He's out for four weeks as they figure out what to do. That's kind of a holdout, although it's not technically a holdout. And you got Brian Burns in Carolina. We're going to talk about that later. Holding in and still not practicing or getting ready to play. The time has come to grab your helmet and go play. They're not making him do it. So I, I don't think that this is enough to come to the conclusion that maybe the player's mindset collectively has changed. But this is a trend to watch as we get toward the end of the decade. Are we getting to the point where enough players would be willing to say in the face of a lockout or with the possibility of a strike, fine, we'll go without pay. We'll go without playing to get what we want. You got us playing 17 games now. You're making more and more money all the time. You're crying poor mouth about this, poor mouth about that. Salary cap this, salary cap that. We can't pay this. We can't pay that. And maybe, maybe by the time we get to the next decade and the CBA expires, there will be a real push by the players to say, you know what? You guys have a nuclear option. You're willing to shut down a season. We are too. Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Long way to go to get there, Chris. But when I see this happening with some of the best and most highly paid players in the game, if they're willing to go without, maybe this is something that spreads to other players. Maybe we see it. Maybe we see it begin to take root. Because you know what is going to be centerpiece of the next CBA? It's going to be the NFL trying to get 18 games. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know. It's going to be 18 games. Will it be another team involved in the playoffs? So, you know, it, it, it's there, there's a lot of things that could go here to add more labor to the NFL football player. One, like I think, again, Mike, like we, we hit on it already, I, uh, players are they're, they're more business aware and savvy than ever before. They are. And I think right now they're – they're getting to a point where they're willing to be the bad guy a little bit more, you know, because it, again, you know, you do everything right. It doesn't even matter. You're on social media. Some people think you're a bad guy anyway. So I think some of these players are just like, yeah, all right, so what? I'm going to have to deal with a little backlash, you know, and the fan base gets over it when, when things work out in the end last year, look at Debo Samuel. I mean, he said, he said to the 49ers last year, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back. See you later. Everybody thought, boom, all of a sudden things change. He gets what he wants. Everything's good that way. So I, I think you're, you're on to something there. You know, even, hey, the, the T.J. Watt holding in a few years ago, that was still, you know, an aggressive, somewhat new kind of move to see in the NFL. Aaron Donald. And I think on top of, like, what you're saying too, Mike, I think with the way the sport is growing and the fact that, yeah, guys are making more money, that, that does give them a little bit more of a leeway to go, hey, yeah, I can miss a little time here. I've made good money already. I'm not as desperate to have to jump the picket line here and just bow down to the owner's concerns because, yeah, I made some good money the last few years. I'll be okay here holding on for a little while. Uh, I think those are some things that are, that are, that are based in reality, no doubt, Mike. 
Three letters for the NFL to be concerned about, I believe, are NIL. As players mm. become businessmen in college and begin to learn these things and think of it a different way, your brain gets rewired. It stops being you listen to the coach no matter what. You do what the coach says no matter what. The coach controls your life no matter what. Transfer portal, NIL, it's the player understanding I can take charge of my life. I have power over my life. I have money in the bank. And I think over time, we're going to see that mindset as more and more classes of college players come to the NFL who have played under that umbrella, who view their lives differently, who view themselves differently, who view the teams differently. This is all part of a broader play that we need to keep an eye on because we could have... And it's years off, but it really isn't that far off. We could have a mindset taking root in the NFL. And Chris Jones and Nick Bosa could be at the cutting edge of it. That, you know what? You want to lock us out for a year because you won't relent on your desire to have 18 regular season games and we don't want 18 regular season games? Fine. Lock us out. Or you're not going to give us what we want in this new CBA because you just know you can stand back and Go without football for a year because you have all this money in the bank and all these other holdings and whatnot. Fine. Go without football for a year. We will, too. That's the only way to equalize the bargaining power between owners and players is to have players willing to sit out for a full year. And our point is, is we try to take this thread and pull it all the way out of the spool. What we're seeing from Bosa and Jones could be. Could be. You throw in the NIL. You throw in the transfer portal. You throw in just the way players are thinking of themselves as businessmen. This could be the early stages of something that changes the way players view themselves and how players view their teams. And the fans are kind of caught in the middle of it. Well, hey, folks, you better get used to it because this is where the puck is going. Yeah. No, I I, I would agree. I, I mean, players are only going to get smarter. As far as you know, the business side of this this whole thing in the NFL, uh, they're very aware right now. And I think Mike to where I'm a little surprised about this whole thing is just you know one Nick Bosa. I think everybody in the league what what, what is the holdup? You know, you kind of mentioned it early on. What is the holdup? I don't. Everybody in football thinks Nick Bosa is getting a contract that's more expensive on a yearly average than Aaron Donald. So like what where where is it you know I mean everybody's like well, okay we know he's going to one up him but is it by how much is it the guaranteed money what is it and, and that's I think the surprising thing cuz it seemed like it was just like okay he passes Aaron Donald and we're good you know Chris Jones it's it's not quite the same thing I I saw your article this weekend that was great you know it's good to know we've kind of been somewhat on the right track a little bit talking about the subject a little but like with what we've said too. Hey, he doesn't want to, we don't think he wants to pass up Aaron Donald. He just wants to be in the ballpark a little bit, a little closer, right? You know, probably the respect of Wakeley. I've been better than Quinnen Williams and Jeffrey Simmons and all these guys for quite a while now. And we got, you know, two Super Bowl rings. So I, I, I he wants a little bit more money than them, but he doesn't want Aaron Donald. And I'm just kind of shocked that that gap hasn't been bridged by the Chiefs and, and his people as well. And let's do this, because I think given the information that I obtained over the weekend about Chris Jones, given the issues, given the way that we view or can view or should view 
his position and the Chiefs' position. Let's take a break earlier than we ordinarily would, but instead of rushing through Chris Jones, we're going to pause, we're going to take a breath, and when we come back, we're going to unpack where things stand between the Chiefs and Chris Jones, especially since the Chiefs, the clock is ticking more loudly from them because they play, if you haven't heard, Thursday night at home against the Detroit we'll Lions. We'll be there. We'll discuss the Chris Jones Chiefs impasse when PFT Live, live on Sky Sports NFL for now, continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 